This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt. What's your name? It's Steve Anglesey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's a slightly strange podcast this week, isn't it? Because the Parliament is in recess. Yeah. It feels a little bit like Brexit has been in recess. It is a bit. And there's no print edition of the New European out this yeah, week because yeah. we, we did a bumper Easter special, bumper which Easter is still special. on sale. Yeah, and he's bumper. Yeah, it's bumper. And it's very good, actually. Yeah, uh, well, we will be back next week, of course. We will. But we wouldn't want to. Um, we th- we thought, how could we let our listeners go two weeks without a pod? Yes, exactly. Uh, if, especially if there's no paper. So here we are. Here we are. And we're, through. And we're also, you know, we're quite excited about that. It's a month to go to the the May local elections, it which is. which in a week where lots of people, even from the Remain side, have been saying, "Oh, this thing's sort of over, and Brexit is going to happen." And yeah. there's a, a, a David Allen Green piece in the Financial Times, which a lot of people have been talking about and arguing about to that effect. Um, the, the local elections offer a little bit of a, a wild card. They do. So we'll get to that in a second. I'm going to speak to Jerry um, about the whether the, whether the time is right for a um, the rise of the centre. Yeah, it's just an excuse for me to talk about SDP. To be yeah. honest, you love the SDP. Don't you? <laughs> you love the SDP. Who was your favourite SDP? Oh, ooh, of the top four, I, how could I pick? I'd probably go for sexy SDP. What, Bill Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's favourite SDP was Shirley. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I like Roy Jenkins, but yeah. just from the eating and drinking standpoint, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was great when they were called the Gang of Four. Gang of Four. And you could imagine that they were actually in the Ajit Pop band, <laughs> well, the Gang of Four. Well, I, I was just upstairs talking about the Gang of Four, not the pop The band, Gang of Four. The actual Gang of Four. 
and um, one of the young reporters, it's not that young actually, he's 30, but nonetheless. Oh, I like them. Thought, thought, we, yeah. thought I was talking about the four tops. The, the four tops. <laughs> the gang of four were totally different. <laughs> totally but different. I would pay good money to watch David Owen, Dr. David Owen, yeah. banging out damaged goods and that at home he's a tourist. That would be great. Uh, yes. And after that, I think we're going to do, there's no Brexiteer of the Week this week, really, because we do it from the Brex Factor feature. In well, the we paper. do. We but, do. Especially for you, listener. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to squeeze one out. We are. A little tiny one. Yeah, good. All right. So, f- firstly, we're, so we'll talk about we'll talk about the um, the looming local elections. Yeah. Well, let's just clear up a bit of news first. Boris, big well, mouth. Yeah. Diplomatic crisis. Yeah, that's basically that's it, it, isn't it? it? Move, move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of the, the the sort of the week's big political news, as we were saying earlier, is all sort of. It's it's semi Brexit related, isn't there? Boris Johnson has completely ballsed it up over uh, Russia and uh, Novichok and what was said to him by the men at Port and Down yeah, and what wasn't, wasn't said to him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he remains unsackable despite this. I think just for the record, from my part on this, I still remain absolutely convinced, as I'm sure you do, Steve, that Russia is behind this attack. Yes, absolutely. But what we seem to be doing is. They've got a very clever um, mechanism of, of disinformation. Well, and we, and we we just keep giving them you know, we free keep ammo. Fuel well, to, Boris yeah. Johnson gives everybody ammo, doesn't well, that's he? True. You know, he gave ammo to the Iranians. Yeah. He's given, I mean, he's given plenty of ammo to you and me. To be fair, <laughs> that's with, true. What with, do we do without him? With his absurd <laughs> conduct, um, uh, but he has given he has given them ammo. I'm not sure that they're having just watched Mister Yakovenko. <laughs> Um, yeah. is, is sort of night is day and day is night speech I've not um, I mean he, he at one point he said there's no there is no motive for us to have done this Extraordinary. and sort of you know forget what, what? It, forgetting the, the great video of Putin uh, saying traitors will kick the bucket yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, war fra- is peace yeah exactly Very, it is very much so and he also didn't he also say that it was we it was probably most likely that Britain had been killing these Russian yes, that's people right. rather yeah, yeah. than him. He reminds me a bit. Yeah, of, I uh, was expecting him to say Turkey is about to join the EU, <laughs> and we give three hundred and fifty million quid a week to the EU, <laughs> but we're going to spend it on the NHS instead. But he, mate, is, he cut he, off just before he said that. He's great fun. He reminds me a little bit of um, Chemical Alley. Yeah, yeah. We are winning the war. <laughs> we are. There are no tanks here. Tanks, <laughs> tanks, robot. Chemical. He was known in America as Baghdad. Bob, wasn't he? Is that right? Yeah. Did they put him on the cards as Baghdad Bob? Baghdad Bob. I don't know. I think they probably did, yeah. They didn't put him on as, as Comical Alley, which was a great much nickname. Much cleverer. Baghdad Bob, yeah. Yeah, much cleverer. It's not really very good, is it? Just, it's just alliterative, isn't and, it? Yeah. That's like calling, you know, you Southampton Steve. Yeah, I know. Me Rotherham Richard. That works because that I was born work. in Rotherham. Oh, were you? Yeah. That's good. Very good. Anyway, so yeah, so Boris... You know, has showed his incompetence. Uh, we've had the Andrew Lansley thing, yeah. which is, you know, look, it's highlighted, it's a tragedy. Um, it's highlighted that there is not enough money for the NHS, but really, they're not going to get that much more money, are they, after Brexit, despite any sort no. of May dividend. <sighs> we've had this utter fiasco of free school meals and yeah. sure, starts, uh, sure start centres. Brexit's not going to help with any of that. Uh, we've had... Uh, sure start centres are, are a real loss. It's a real... 
it's a real tongue tongue twister as well, sure isn't it? Start. Sure, sure starts. Uh, maybe after Ken Dodd's uh, Ken Dodd's dead dog or his dad's <laughs> dead dog. This is this is the one that this it's safe to do one. now. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Is that Ken Dodd? K- Dodd, Doddy. No. No. Okay. And then we've had Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, haven't we? And we've had this is a massive story. And we've still. had and we've had Jeremy Corbyn, and you know the the, the this <sighs> whole. Uh, anti-Semitism thing, which is now in its second. Let's park that until we get to the local elections, because we can just talk about him as a whole. Yes, because it's such a mess. Is that it is? Anyway. But all of it is, you know, all of it is, is must be seen through, uh, you know, the, 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 in the light of Brexit and what Brexit is going to do to the NHS and the likelihood of uh, the likelihood of. Um, us being able to do anything with free school meals, sure start censors, and whether um, Jeremy Corbyn's, you know, either him being smeared or him being uh, rather incompetent yeah. is going to damage Labour as much as uh, in these upcoming local elections. Um, I, I mean, it's it's been one of those odd weeks, but I think what it's brought into focus is that we've not had any true Brexity stories, really, no true big Brexit big hitters because of recess and because yeah. of other bits and bobs like you mentioned at the top of the pod yeah. but but like you say ev- almost everything that happens politically relates back to Brexit I mean even the even the Russian story the Russians yeah. are accusing us of doing it to deflect from Brexit they are that's it's, right yeah. it's another brilliant line they are God bless them and of course I've said this before but Vladimir please give us a ring hmm. some of Vladimir's people have reached out to us have they? I believe so. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm serious. They... Do you know about this? No, no. I'll tell you off air. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's good. Um, so, if he wants to come and speak to us, you know, did they say traitors will kick the bucket? Uh, no, but they. But it was a yeah. It was an interesting message. Did they invite us out for a bargain bucket? I've had a. I've had a few very interesting tweets. Have you? Yeah. From good. people I'm not sure that actually really exist. Okay. Um, anyway. I tell you, there have been a couple of Brexity things that have caught my eye, oh, as, you, on, as you say at the top of these topical news. Yeah, things. what Brexity things have caught your eye yeah. this week? The, Steve Angles, he takes a sideways look. I through an off-kilter <laughs> microscope. Uh, so um, the, the, there was a great story in, of all places, the Daily Telegraph. Not that the Daily Telegraph doesn't break great stories, no. but it was a story that that um, I that you that you um, it, it didn't. Paints are fantastic department of trade in a uh, in an, no. a, an amazing no. light. It was a couple of civil uh, civil servants uh, um, were talking about the the plans for the future of UK trade after Brexit and how it was coming together. Uh, in fact, one senior civil servant he said, "Strategy? What strategy? The trade strategy is basically tweeting out flag emojis." <laughs> Which, uh, there you go, and he said, he, he or she rather, went on to say there is a distressing and embarrassing level of chaos across Whitehall on trade. Cheers, Liam. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It'll all be fine. He's going to do 40 deals straight away. Yeah. Which are just cut and paste of the 40 deals we've already got. 40 deals. Is 40 perfect. deals, Fox. There we go. Uh, the other thing that caught my eye is um, from, was from Kevin Maguire in The New Statesman. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and he has um, he he believes that Boris Johnson and Michael Gove have fallen out again. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to dig around on this one, but um, it's an interesting it concept. An... Gove apparently refusing to back any Johnson move to be uh, to replace uh, Theresa May, and uh, and it, they've fallen out. They're over like that. They're, they're just these oh, they're like children. In a playground. They're like Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they they're are. They're the Burton that's... and Taylor of Brexit. That's perfect. We're breaking up. No, we're back together. That is perfect. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's more modern for, for listeners who may... Who can't stop getting back together? Oh, uh, for the younger listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really... You can't really think, I yeah. I can't think of anyone... Do they have to be famous? Well, it, yeah, it, it's not going to... If it's your auntie, you know, Kathleen and her... Hey, and her, yeah, I'll leave, leave her Kathleen there, out of this. I know that's an open wound. So, uh, yeah. She wasn't my real auntie, she was just a friend of my mum's. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, so there have been some interesting Brexity things. Um, uh, there's an interesting, you know, th- there's been a couple of interesting polls. There's a, uh, there was a good YouGov poll which showed that 66% of... Uh, Remain sorry, voters uh, believe that Leave cheated mm. uh, during the, the uh, referendum campaign, and forty-seven percent of voters believe that Remain cheated. Mm. And if you, you know, so I think that there is a general disillusionment with people uh, about Brexit, isn't there? Which is gradually coming to the fore, and it's not yet. We think that this was wrong, and yeah. I think I, I still think that the majority of people are just willing to let this play out. Yeah. But people are beginning to suspect that this wasn't won in the right way and isn't going to work out. And some really interesting uh, focus groups carried out by Demos, who are what? Who are Demos? They're a, are they, a think tank. Yeah. A, are they a left wing think tank? Uh, a centre left. A centre left. Yeah, yeah, I think is is, is probably fair. Um, where they are talking about, uh, they spoke to a lot of people um, between 50 and 70 in reasonably big cities and towns across the UK, a lot of Leave voters Mm. uh, and uh, a lot of them expressing dismay, uh, a third of them expressing dismay with how things are going, the frustrated and anxious group. Uh, who say things like uh, they weren't prepared for everyone to vote out, they didn't have any plans, the government expected to remain, they just seem scared at the moment. And then a lot of a lot of regretful uh, Leave voters, it's going to be really up and down, nobody told me we were going to have to pay £50 billion. Uh, and then people just coming out and saying, uh, we should, uh, I, I, I've just, I've got this wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so some interesting stuff, but not a huge big Brexit story of the week. No. So, it's given us a chance to draw breath yeah. and think a little bit more long term. Because we've got local elections on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, these are fascinating to Yeah, me. absolutely. But a real big deal, a big deal wherever there are elections, of course, all elections are interesting and important, but a real big deal in London. Yes. Oh, let's go through... Let's go EU, through the... I mean, EU nationals in Britain are allowed to vote in these elections, aren't yeah. they? They were in the general election as well. Yeah. Um, uh but the, let, let's go through the um, party by party, and we'll just you know let's let's start with let's start with the most inconsequential. Yeah. So the Tories. The Tories, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, this is I, I I've, said, I've told you this on the pod before. I'll tell you again. Directly after her speech, in the hours afterwards, yeah, this frenzy in the centre of Manchester with journalists chasing around after anyone they could find. Oh yes, yes, yes. and. Um, 
I had a long conversation with someone uh, with a with a conservative who said to me, um, "If she isn't, if she if she makes it to Christmas, it will be an absolute miracle." Yeah, well, miracle. Yeah, it's Easter now. It is. If she gets to the second phase of the talks, it will be another miracle. There you go. Yeah. And if she manages to get that far, there's no way she'll survive the local elections. Right. What are your thoughts on that now? Uh, well, two miracles, two out of three ain't bad, is yeah. it? I mean, meatloaf. Uh, meatloaf, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meatloaf. Baby, we could talk all night. We could. Uh, we could. Meatloaf. I prefer the food stuff to the... To the to the music, I've got to say. I've seen Meatloaf live. Have you? <laughs> was he perspiring heavily? He was. What did he use to mop his sweat up? A little he has towel. Like a satin handkerchief. A satin handkerchief. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, Good. Yes. Uh, not not one of the gigs that I will you know no use to impress my not really, friends. No. no. Um, but fun nonetheless. Um, yeah. So is this? That big a deal that she could be unseated, do you think? Well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, look, I mean, if if the worst comes to the worst, and, and we've got to see all of this through the perspective of the Tories have led in six of the last eight polls, haven't they? And, yeah. and you know, and, and, and in the last poll, they, they were polling above their yeah. general election numbers yeah. with Labour well down. Yeah. Um, so they've led in six of the last eight polls. However... You know, they keep telling us, and whether this is a game of low expectations or not, that they expect, well, I think they've given up on Barnet, haven't they, which is sort yeah. of Thatcher territory. Yeah. They are. They know that, that Kingston is probably, they're going to lose Kingston. But, you know, Westminster could, if, if Westminster and Wandsworth, which yeah. are these two councils which are, you know, bywords for Tory prudence mm-hmm. uh, in running local councils. If mm-hmm. they were to go, if they were to lose these 100 seats in London that people are talking about, mm. um, then that could be serious. Imagine if they lost Kensington and Chelsea mm. in the wake of Grenfell, yeah. which seems unlikely, mm. but could possibly happen. So they could lose you know, all but one or two of their London councils. Yeah, and think- then the other thing is Birmingham, isn't it? Where... You know, they're expected to... I think that they are expecting to bounce back. It's, you know, a a Brexit sort of marginal area, isn't it? They had success there with the elected mayor. Mm -hmm. Um, Labour have presided over uh, some dispute about bin collection. Yeah. Uh, There's also some more sort of anger uh, 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 at Labour. Um, but they're talking about being wiped out, apart from in Sutton Coalfield, mm. you know, and losing. You know, they've got twenty nine councillors there; all the seats are contested. So, you know, in a in a scenario where they lost, I mean, imagine if they lost Kensington and Chelsea, Westminster and Wandsworth, and they were wiped out, apart from in Sutton Coalfield in Birmingham. Surely people would go, you know, something's something is wrong here. My view on this is now. I, I was very much of the belief that Theresa May was living on borrowed time. I think she's, t- to be fair to her, whatever you think of her, she, she's managed to cling on somehow and get this far. She's, you know, it was, it's quite a feat. Um, but I think the thing is that we are probably 
well, we we are four years away from a general election. We'll probably end up having one post Brexit, I would say. So maybe a bit sooner yeah. than that. But I don't think that anyone in their wildest dreams thinks that the next leader of the Tories going into a general election will be Theresa May. Okay, mm. so but it could be. I don't think it will be. I think someone will challenge before then. So, and if that if it is Theresa May, then we're talking four years time. Yeah. So that's a long time. So bad, bad local election results now. Well, obviously that's disappointing. It's embarrassing. It's you know it's weakening for the party and for the leadership. But who really would want to be the leader of the government with a year to go to Brexit? I, I just I just think it would be a stupid move. And I think we're back to that point again, like we were almost a year ago when we started this pod, when we were saying, "Let Theresa May catch the flack." And after the general election, why was there no leadership challenge? Yeah. Let her catch the flight for Brexit. Yeah. We'll come in afterwards. I think they've settled down and they've realised that that's the best thing to do. Yes. Um, so yes. I think she's safe, whatever. I really do. I think she's safe, whatever happens. And I, I don't think it will be as bad as I thought it would be a month ago. So a sensible, that would be of the view from a sensible Conservative, wouldn't it? Yeah. What happens if they lose all of those councils in London that we've we've talked about they are wiped out um, in Birmingham uh, it's a really bad night for them and that is when the lunatic wing of the Conservative Party led by the Victorian undertaker and now we know Beano lookalike which we will discuss <laughs> later on uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg um, what if they decide to then make their move and they do this because they perceive that Theresa May is uh, weakened and that will only make her more likely to roll over for the EU. Well, that is where the threat lies for her. So now, that's her, that's that's the big threat. I that's, don't think that you know, for me talk, is, is what is exciting. Yeah, we talked about the threat from within the cabinet. I don't think that's there anymore, particularly. Yeah, I think there's lots of people in the cabinet who want to be leader, but I think they're willing to wait. Um, I think that you know, Reese Mogg and and DRG. That's where the threat really lies. But I, but I still think, I mean, I still think that the, the the prompting of their move will not be on the back of local election results. It will be the back on the back of some Brexit red line that's been crossed, as far as they're concerned. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating stuff. They're in a state, the Tories, with the local elections, and it's going to be bloody, but I'm not sure it's going to be a bloodbath. No. But let's see. What about Labour? Well, this is so. This is also fascinating, isn't it? Really it? Is, how yeah. much are Labour damaged by Corbyn and however you view it, the, the 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 being distracted from his message by two weeks, uh, for two weeks by the the reaction to his reaction to the anti-Semitism thing and the whole uh, anti-Semitism uh, nest of vipers within I mean, the Labour. We can party. argue either way, and and I don't want to, but we could about whether. Jeremy being involved in these Facebook groups and and some of his supporters being involved in them and then you get this dinner that you went to, that's that that's kind of obviously a big issue. But secondary to the point I would want to make is they could have probably easily sorted this out a long time ago, yeah. and it's just rumbled on and rumbled on, yeah. and it's like they're not that bothered. Well, when was the you know when was the Chakrabarti report? What what oh, was a year ago, isn't it? Yeah, oh. more, yeah. more. So yeah, so I agree. So so how well, much? Even is... then, there was someone in the audience being anti-Semitic, and no one did anything about exactly. it. Exactly. So how much has that damaged him? How many people have decided not to vote Labour 
as a result, and how many people will not vote Labour and will vote Lib Dem. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that... Or just not vote at or all. Or just not vote at all. Because the turnout won't be high. Yeah, exactly. So um, so that is really interesting uh, to me. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Are they getting their message out there? On, I, I, I don't feel like Labour has done anything but... They've not even been on the defensive. They've just done nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it's the official start of campaigning, isn't it? The, yeah. You know, the, the the sure start thing and the um, and the free school meals, 160,000 people, you know, possibly children, possibly affected. Um, those are traditional Labour things, and that right. is a good way to, to start a campaign. Right, so if you're looking at the media side, yeah, that's a good way to start campaigning. We, we've spoken about it, but... If you look at the media cycle as that goes through the next twenty four hours or whatever, yeah, Russia is going to be top of the pops. Well, yeah. that's fine. That's you know you can you can understand if you're a, if you're their media if you're Labour's media guys, but Corbyn and the anti semitism thing is is still going to be riding higher yeah, up the still media rumbling. agenda yeah, than yeah, yeah. Showstar and and the uh, school dinners. Yes, that's right. It is. It's it's yeah. And I mean, they have they can't do anything about Russia, but they've only got themselves to blame. Um, and actually, you know, their response to the Russian thing was was equally ridiculous, hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And 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 got them just got them a kick in rather than anything else. I mean, we're what were we seven eight weeks out from an election at that point? Absolutely, and very and they were very you know they're, they're not necessarily the, the the party itself and the, the the you know Jeremy Corbyn and his spokesman, but the, the, their defenders on social media were very quick to jump on the you know the, the, the a misquote of what this bloke from. Porton Down had actually said the yeah. other day as vindication of Jeremy Corbyn, whereas yeah. in fact it was nothing of the sort. No, nothing of the sort. So it's, that's really interesting. The Lib Dems, Who? what? <laughs> Poor old Lib Dems. I, I, I feel a bit like um, Sir Vince, who have got a lot of time for, and I'm sure lots of our listeners have as well. I just feel a bit like he's uh, he's just out in the wilderness a bit. Um, yeah. and And I don't know what the Lib Dems do. The Brexit message, as much as it, I'm sure, I, I know a lot of our readers, and you know when I speak to the readers and, and speak to listeners and meet them, I know that a lot of them have left. I know conservatives who've joined the Lib Dems yeah, over Brexit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Know, so a lot of people have done the yeah. same thing, but it's not been en masse. No, it hasn't. Um, and I think that that, you know, it's uh, it's only just over a year ago with Sarah Olney and um, yeah uh, beating Zach, Zach, and it seemed like. Oh, they've nailed it on Brexit. They've got it. This is gonna. They're gonna do really well. The general election was a, you well, know, neither in nor there. A really. car crash, wasn't it? For and, them, yeah. and then and Sir Vince, safe pair of hands, very clever guy, very astute, good speaker. But really, all the Dems have got is the best press office in politics <laughs> yeah. and the best Twitter account. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, and yeah. I can't see people going. I know that I know that Lib Dems have always been fairly well backed in local elections, but I can't see people flooding. From either of the other two parties to back them in these local elections. No, I mean it's interesting. You know, how will they do in London? Uh, how will they do with? I mean, you know, look anecdotally, we're hearing reports of you know thousands of Labour voters, uh, thousands of Labour members have resigned in the last three weeks. If all of this is to be believed, yeah, uh, are, are more of them going to switch directly over to the Lib Dems? As you say, I mean, they'll probably have a good night, won't they, on the uh, 
on the, the, the 3rd of May, but... Um, yeah, well... I, I, but relatively yeah, so. Yeah, exactly, that's the thing, isn't it? Relatively so. I think so. what you've got to ask yourself about the local elections is, and as we said, everything needs to be seen through the prism of Brexit. Oh, that sounds like an album title, doesn't it? Prism of Brexit by... Uh, yes. Yes. I think I've got that Absolutely. with Roger Dean's Gatefold Sleeve. Beautiful. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Prism of Brexit. Prism <laughs> of Brexit. Bateman's... Oh, Majestic keyboard spiral in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, Lovely. But but bins are important as well. Brexit or bins. Brexit you know? or bins. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fascinating. What we what we do know is that at these when these seats were contested uh, in 2014, UKIP won 150 seats. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, going to be funny. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to win 150 this time. I don't think they'll hardly stand anywhere, yeah. will they? They are desperately trying to put up 740 candidates, aren't they? Which qualifies them for a free um, party political broadcast. But I mean, you know, good luck. Good no, luck, actually. Good night, more like yeah, I think. Actually, not. Well, they did luck. raise that money, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did raise that money. So, uh, to draw a line under it, bad bad night for the Tories. A we're bad not, night. Probably. We're not, the campaign is going to be interesting, though. We're not sure really what the hell's going to happen with Labour at this point. No. Anything could happen. If Jeremy gets on the stump and does a good job, like, I mean, it, it could get really bad for the Tories. Well, it could, yeah. Um, and we've seen what a good campaigner oh, he is. No, absolutely no doubt in could that. Could it be a really dirty campaign in London? And could, oh, you know... I thought so. Um, and, and look, you know, there is a, there's a, a, an awful thing going on in London... Uh, there are various reasons for it, but the the you know the are the Conservatives, UKIP and Leave EU are already are certainly going to do it, but are the Conservatives going to get right down in the gutter there and try and link some of this with Sadiq Khan? Um, You're talking and, about the murders, of course. Uh, yes, that we've heard. yeah, yeah, of course. There and, have been. I mean, I, there are already murmurings of the politicisation of that story. Yeah, oh, well, it's, I, I would it's ex- I would started. expect it to happen because. Clearly, that's all they've got, and Sadiq Khan is tremendously popular and a, and a keen anti-Brexiteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Steve, thanks very much. Uh, you'll be back to do a little slimmed-down Brexiteer of the Week after I spoke to Jerry. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858... 438840 and quoting podcast one or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk stay angry fight brexit subscribe to the new european welcome back i'm joined by jerry jerry how are you i'm good i'm good it's sunny it is actually sunny isn't it it's nice. in a good mood it is nice outside, and and it was it hasn't been very nice, has it? For it's been winter. It's been winter, a long, cold, dark winter of discontent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a bit like that. Yes. Anyway, rising up in the spring. Yes, new life is new life. So we thought we were gonna we thought we'd have a little chat about whether there was any hope at all because there's been I think maybe I think this might have been born out of the fact that. We're in recess and uh, what's going on and journalists haven't got much to think about. But again, there are murmurings of this movement in the centre and how it might look. Probably will never happen. No. But let's play fantasy politics for a bit. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a bit of a spectre, isn't it, that's Mm. kind of hanging over us all. (laughs) I guess it has been for 
well, since since 2015, even before yeah. Brexit, I would suggest with um, Labour's the Labour MPs largely dissatisfaction with the choice of leader. Yeah, fine. So we're talking about yeah, a new potential centrist party, aren't we? Um, did you know there were 51 new parties created last year? Really? Yeah, this was a um, chart that was in the Times this week. This is interesting. Um, and 13 already in 2018. Wow. Including some real scorchers, including <laughs> some uh, really high flyers. <laughs> yeah, because we've got the um, what's what's Bolton's one called? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, w- uh, One Nation, <laughs> something like that. And then there's the Democrats and Veterans with their donkey. Oh, it's all good. There's it's some, all good. There's some real crackers. Yeah. But I mean, the the difference here would have to be if we're going to be serious about it is. because we've had talk of anti-Brexit parties. Yeah, and without wanting to be rude. They have not been successful. They've not got any media traction. No. They've not... Um, I'm not talking about the pressure groups. I'm talking about actual political parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what, though? Patrick O'Flynn, off of UKIP, obviously, tweeted yeah. um, the other day, and it's extremely rare, if ever, I found myself agreeing with uh, with him. But he said, you know, if there was a new party, it'd be quite an assumption to think that they would be anti-Brexit. Well... I kind of agree with that. I think you're right. I mean, you see, I think it would be a mistake. So, firstly, if there was going to be if there was going to be a new party, it would need some serious expertise. Yeah, sure. So it can't just be a band of people who are who are dissatisfied with something. A load of nobodies. Because it can't just be a one. So I'll get on to this in a minute. But it can't just be a one topic. You know, a one issue party like UKIP was. No. Because this, you know, the centre ground is far is far more uh, bigger, much wider spectrum than that. So. <clears throat> they would need expertise. They would need funding, at least to start off with, and uh, they would need MPs. Yeah. And the only way to get MPs is defections, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I don't think there's that much of an appetite for it because you look at the evidence from the last general election. Um, the two big parties had more than eighty percent of the votes. Yeah. Um, and I think it means that there's still strong public support for that head-to-head that we know and arguably love in a weird way. Um, and even though Labour's got its internal fights and so has the Tories, I don't think there's any real indication that either are going to split. Well, no, I agree with you on that score, although I think I probably disagree with you on the fact that there's no appetite for it. There was some, there was some research very recently which said that 56% of people in the country, think that none of the political parties um, hold the same views as they do. Mm -hmm. I think what we found with the general election last year, um, and that that real sort of two-way head-to-head battle, and like you quite rightly say, more than 80% of the people in the country voted either Tory or Labour, was the fact that there was no alternative to them. So you you get a lot of people, obviously, who would never vote Tory. You get a lot of people who would never vote Labour. So that's fine. You've got your core vote. I think then some people who previously, you know, students and things like that, mm-hmm. caught up in Corbyn and and they got involved through the grassroots stuff that he was doing. They, you know, way back when I was a student, the Lib Dems used to do very, very well out of the student vote. Yeah. I mean, they screwed that up, didn't they? <laughs> but um, so I think that I think that actually it was a kind of we've only got two choices here, so yeah. we had to vote for one of them. Yeah. Um, and and I think that well let's take the example of my favorite political party 
the SDP. Uh-huh. The much, much loved and greatly missed SDP. Indeed. Died, sadly, in 1988 when I was still too young to even vote for them. Before I was born. Do you Sorry. know why they were... Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know why they're my favourite... Tell me why they're your favourite. Because you've got great branding. Right. You know that cool like, late have, 70s, Yes, I have 80s. seen it, yes. I've literally, in preparation for this part, I've also written about the STP this week. Um, I knew you were a hipster. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I was just saying to Steve, actually, off air, that I wonder if there's any way you can buy STP t-shirts. 100% I bet there is. Because I'm getting one. <laughs> that, how cool would that be? Uh, it would be, yeah, cool. I would definitely going to, if, listener, if you can find me an SDP memorabilia shop, then tweet it to the New European and to myself and I'll be down there. I could, like, tote bags. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'd be head case. to toe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would literally. It's like the SDP threw up on you. It would literally look like Shirley Williams had, had sneezed upon me. Um, uh, I mean... So let's take that example. So 1981, yeah. you've got a Labour Party, spring 1981. Mm. Oh, look at that. And it's well. spring now. Spring 1981, you've got a Labour Party who is veering violently off to the left mm-hmm. under Michael Foe. Nice. <laughs> Good from you. And, yeah. And, um, and um, Tony Benn, mm-hmm. before he was a national treasure. God rest. And... Um, and the right of the party went, do you know what? We don't like this. Yeah. We're going to do something about it. Yeah. And the gang of four, Shirley Williams, David Owen, Roy Jenkins, Bill Rogers, were talented MPs. Yeah, fine. Um, they knew what they were doing. They were serious politicians. They weren't just disgruntled backbenchers. These were serious, serious heads. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in this discussion now, a lot of people who are involved with the STV are warning there wouldn't be much chance of success. Well, I see... I think you're right. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that daft enough to think that. You know, say the Let's say that this new party is the new SDP. Yeah, fine. They could use the old branding. <laughs> yeah, recycle it because it, it's, it's proper back hipster. In. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing is that so say they got say they had four MPs mm-hmm. and they, they're not obliged to have by-elections. So suddenly they've got four MPs in the House of Commons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the th- it just wouldn't make the slightest bit of difference, would it? Because no. it's and, and the SDP for all I mean they polled over fifty percent at one point. Yeah, they were polling over fifty percent. They were top, top of the pops. <laughs> when that was still on TV as well. <laughs> it's not been off TV for that long, Jerry. I remember it when it used to be. Okay, on yeah, Thursday I remember night. it as well. Okay. <laughs> I bet you remember it on a Friday night though. Yeah, I do once, with Fern Cotton. Once it went off Thursday night, it went downhill. You get top of the pops. Yeah. Turnover for Top Gear right. when Top Gear was Top Gear, <laughs> and you could watch them do a review of a, fe- a Fiesta 1.2 Popular Plus. And then straight afterwards, Tomorrow's World. Oh, I do remember Tomorrow's World though. Yeah. Thursday yeah. night was great, and it was Big Shop Night. <laughs> it's very exciting in your house. I Thursday can tell. was my favourite day yeah. of the week. See that. Um, so they were polling over 50%, yeah. right? They had a lot of defections from Labour as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were they really were primed. The first past the post, well, there's a couple of things. The Falklands War didn't help them <laughs> because yeah. it, because people like backed that, sure, on the back of that. Um, and and the uh, the first past the post system it screwed them over. Yeah, I mean it's there in some part to stop sort of populist parties sweeping to power every ten years. Actually, it scuppered what was a really interesting project um, in the early eighties. Um, but of course, 
then there really wasn't any need for it again. So did it do its did it do its job in that it it showed up a Labour Party which was maybe well, at least they thought. I'm not suggesting that anyone, any of our listeners, or indeed we think this, but a Labour Party that was going in a direction that, that the SCP leaders didn't like. Mm. Um, it also um, and 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 therefore you know they lost quite badly. I think they got 206 seats in in uh, in 83, um, and I think the SDP. Liberal Alliance got about twenty six, of which only six were SDP, were actual true SDP. Yeah. So, so, so obviously then, foot went, and you got Kinnock, you got this soft left yeah, leader, yeah. which could sort of placate all the wings of the party. And I imagine at some point they're probably the gang of four went. We could have gone back. We could, you know, if we'd uh, if we'd have stopped and not done this, we would have been in a good position now to start to move our party back to where we want it. Yeah. So, do you think that the likes of Chucker and these people in Labour now are just hoping that? There will be some kind of, you know, I mean, it'd be a massive fall from grace because even with all the things that are that are floating around and being lobbed at Jeremy Corbyn at the moment, it seems like he's just not bothered. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I don't see his position as leader being any weaker this week than he was last week or no, the week before. No, I quite agree. And I think when you talk about kind of like, was it a success and things like that, I think that also depends how you measure success. So I don't think any kind of new centrist party coming out today is going to displace Labour or the Tories. They're not going to push them off, but it might, you know, ensure that, you know, people like John McDonnell and those that on that side of the party are going to not kind of get their hands on anything. Could it drag, could it drag, because another similarity with now and then, of course, you know, I'm not suggesting that Theresa May is a mad right winger, but there are some backseat drivers in the Tory parties. That are mad right wingers, <laughs> uh, who who, you know, who are holding this uh, sword of Damocles over Theresa May's head. Yeah. And um, so so there is a there is a right wing element. There is a left wing element. Do we, we? I think we just need a party to pull pull everyone into just getting just yeah. get a bit more sensible area. Of and politics, I think please. we've already said why there are people on you know the centre left who are disillusioned and things like that. Um, kind of under under momentum but I think there are like we say there are obvious people on the right as well Anna Subri, Nicky Morgan, yeah. Justine Greening, others who you know could potentially be sniped for that type of thing. Yeah 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 see probably the most sensible thing I think is for some kind of centrist grouping Yes. who, who would happily have the whip removed mm-hmm. remain Labour or Tory MPs but but vote in a kind of block. Yeah um, and I guess I've changed my tune a bit from what I was saying at the start but Things are different now to, you know, you can point to the SDP and say, this was a failure in inverted kind of commas. But... How dare you? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know who did their branding, but that certainly wasn't a failure. <laughs> the pain on your face <laughs> for listeners <laughs> at home is, uh, <laughs> is uh, quite something. Um... Don't listen, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> but things are different, aren't they? You know, politics is different. Brexit has messed us all up in loads of ways. I mean, look at look at what's happened in France. It's you know the, for the for a centrist party to kind of pop up and yeah that get could that never happen here though because no, of, of the course. way that the, the way that the you know the way that we do our elections. no no things are very different in that sense of that sense of it but kind of the, from the support yeah. side of it yeah 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 you're absolutely right you know I mean on um, March has like four hundred thousand yeah, members yeah whilst National Front uh, have. Uh, 40,000, I think it was, last time I read. You know, it's a massive difference. It is a massive difference, although still a worrying amount of French people voted for... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you're absolutely right. And that, and that was that sprang out of nowhere. And yeah. our system is, is there to sort of protect against that because you wouldn't want 
some mad right wing no, no, party no. or left. But you know, more relevant to us as well is Canada. You can yeah. look there as well, and um, and you know, it's it's another from nowhere to victory type story, and that's a first past the post election, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, there there is still there is absolutely an appetite. I've written this on numerous occasions this week. Britain's Britain's political heart is actually in the centre of politics. Yeah, of course, it really, really is. And if you look at the look at the most successful Labour Party in history, I know we've said this a million times, but it was it was the guy who took him right into the centre. Yeah. When did they start, start picking up votes again in the 80s? Because Kinnock was slowly moving them into the centre. Yeah. So could it be David Miliband, do you think? What, to be the next Labour leader? <laughs> yeah. I think that's highly <laughs> unlikely. Or um, ever new centrist party. Well, if... if it, I, I mean, I mentioned David Miliband on the website this week and it was, it was more... I mean, I think my conclusion was that it was highly unlikely that... Um, he would leave international rescue and come to our rescue, but I don't quote Miliband from him is... that he's still attracted to Britain, which sounds like what some of the next might say. <laughs> so, late night drinking. Yeah. So I'm going to text Britain. I've, I've not spoken to her for so long. Hi, we Britain. Miss you. It's me. I'm still attracted to you. I'm sorry. Sorry for what I did. Can I come back? Kiss. And then you leave it. And next morning, still no oh, reply. No. <laughs> a week later. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. I got mixed feelings about David Miliband. He's he's cl- he was clearly a, a very good politician. Um, he was clearly very hurt about what happened with Ed. Um, and I think Labour would have pulled better in two thousand and fifteen with David Miliband. Yeah, but. I think the fact that he walked away and a lot of people in the centre have wondered what if he's become this sort of figure of he's become this sort of glorified figure. Yeah. Don't think he's ever done anything that great to back up the the praise that he gets from the centre. But I think in these heady days of extremes on the left and right, because he hasn't done anything, that's why he's He's not done anything wrong, either, yeah. apart from that <laughs> banana picture. Well, I mean, we can all excuse that. Yeah, everyone likes a banana. <laughs> Um, although that that sort of slight tilt at, at dislodging Brown in the late noughties was fairly clumsy, but then that's ten years ago, so you know. Yes, I think he would be the obvious option. I think is he going to do it? I think that's unlikely. I think if Corbyn was dislodged, he'd probably want to see. Yeah. Um, and then who knows? But we're, I think we're talking a long time in the future. I can't see Corbyn being dislodged, and it, and if if he stands down at the next general election. If he doesn't win, and he stands down, the mechanisms are so much in place for for the next the next Corbyn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to get back to Miliband and centrist kind of Labour Party, we're talking fifteen years, and that would need, and that is only if the, a soft left leader takes over from Corbyn next time, like Kinnock did, mm-hmm. and starts to slowly move them back. If they want to, you know, who are we to say what the Labour Party might want? But at the moment, Corbyn and 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 his lot have put the have put the mechanics in there to make sure that it is going to be this party's of the left for the for the long term. Keep us busy for the next fifteen years, then. Well, I just think you know, relaunch the STP. <laughs> if any millionaires out there listening to this and they think this is a good idea, I'm up for being involved. Right, as long as we can get those T-shirts printed, I am up for being That's involved. That's your rider. In this. Get in touch on Twitter. <laughs> If you've got millions in the bank and you want to launch a centrist party, 
Richard's in. Pretty sure I've got Dave Miliband's old mobile phone <laughs> number somewhere. So I, we could probably get in touch with Dave, see if he fancies it. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. Oh, well, let's ring him now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so quick. Uh, new centuries party, unlikely or likely or what? Um, I think Seriously. in reality, unlikely. Um, Would you like to see it? Yeah, why not? Shake it up a bit. Yeah, I think it would be fun. And as you say, I don't think it, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be... I think there's two options. The grouping, like we said, Yeah, I think that's much more likely. Yeah. yeah. Or, or all out, new SDP, who will never ever win any seats, probably. Yeah. But they might just spook the other parties into yeah, coming back into the centre. Yeah. Jerry, fascinating stuff. I'm off to buy that t-shirt. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back, Steve. Brexiteer of the week. Oh, it's a cut down Brexiteer of the week this week. So not much of the usual uh, idiocy. But I, I did want to let a couple of things not go unchallenged. It could have, Brexit of the week could have been Jacob Rees-Mogg. He's now leading the betting, by the way. Have you seen it? He's at an all-time high in the betting to become the next Tory leader. Wow. He is, um, yeah, I mean, he is about 11 points clear of um, Boris Johnson now. Um, but he, he's he been, we mentioned it earlier on, the Beano of sent him a cease and desist letter. Yeah. I um, love this. Comparing I mean, him to saying that he's Nick Walter, the softies look. There's not much good PR out there, corporate yeah. PR, but that's that is a that is a quite, cracking bit. Yeah, no, it's it is good. I don't know who the agency is or if it's in house, but they all deserve a but it's but it's pretty good. Um, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because clearly, in aspect, he is. I mean, he does resemble Walter the Softy. He does. He's got the side parted hair and the round glasses. Yes, yeah. But in aspect, he is is more like Lord Snooty, isn't he? Who lived in a in a in an an ancestral home with a stag. Yes. In an unconventional, you know, living arrangements. Does um, Jacob Rees-Mogg live with a stag? I wouldn't be surprised if he lived with a stag. Yeah. A little bit exclusive. On what the was the stag called? Was it, somebody will tell us. Oh, the, I'm afraid I know. I, one I of the New European really listeners the, will tell us on the Beano. I, I think, think I only was it had called one, Angus the stag. I think I only had one copy of the Beano, and it was when I was in hospital. Were you more of a dandy man, or were I you am, too young to? Uh, I am a celebrated dandy. You are, uh, but, I, but Norwich no, is leading fop and dandy. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I no, I was I was straight on the old football magazines, match and shoot. Uh, oh right, okay. And smash hits, love smash. Well, hits. that's good. Um, he was uh, yeah, he he lived with a stag, uh, I believe, and I can't find the name of the stag, which is oh, Ang- he was called Angus. Angus the stag. Yeah, uh, he also had a dog called Pongo, and that was <laughs> originally from the strip Polly Wally Doodle and her great big poodle. <laughs> Um, so that's good yeah but so it's interesting what I wanted to to mention about Jacob Rees-Mogg which particularly annoyed me this week is that I don't know if you saw this tweet uh, that he put out on the 4th of April I believe it was um, with the hashtag hashtag Ramonathon (laughs) that's like a rubbish ITV telethon they used to do in the 80s and, and it said before hashtag Ramonathon Continuing free movement under another guise, another li- this is another little shot over uh, Theresa May's yeah. bows, by the way. Continuing free moment, movement under another guise would let down the least well-off in society. And I wanted to, I was enraged by this because Jacob Rees-Mogg, who voted for welfare cuts, yeah. uh, tougher sanctions, uh, 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 welfare sanctions with, uh, for people with uh, illness and disability, and for the bedroom tax. Yeah, what the. F- does he know about 
doing things for the benefit of the least well-off in society. He hasn't got a, he hasn't he, got a clue. He hasn't got a Scooby-Doo. Um, so it could have been him, but uh, I'm going for Liam Fox, because even in A Quiet Week, when he, I don't think... He, is he even in the country, Liam Fox? He probably doesn't even know himself. Liam Fox would be a good Beano character, wouldn't he? Who would he be? With Polly Wally Doodle and a great big poodle. Liam Fox Polly and his, you know, his Liam Fox and his magical socks or something <laughs> like that. Would be. Or he's going to pull out his trade deals. He puts he puts his socks on. He puts on a pair of stars and striped socks, yeah. and immediately he's an American negotiating ah. a trade deal with J.R. Ewing, and then Brilliant. he puts on some. But he's put his magical socks this week. He's put on he's put on some Australian socks, hasn't he? Perhaps with an image of. Paul Hogan, the, the famous Crocodile Dundee. Yes, and um, that's not a pair of socks. This is a pair of socks. Um, and he, he's so Australia is his big thing, isn't it? And then he, and he, came, he returned all joyful yeah. with news of I'm going to do a great deal with Australia. He had one of them hats on as well. He did with the corks. With yeah, the corks. And he, yeah, he did. Thinking. And he had Fosters. a bit of he come with a bit of sandpaper and he sandpapered all Boris Johnson's red box. Picture, which was quite painful, which he got <laughs> off the cricketers. Anyway, um, I wonder where you were going with he, that for a second. It took a while for the penny to drop. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, but he, so he wants to do this trade deal with Australia, and it's great, isn't it? And, He's brilliant. And Ooh. then, wow, Australia will get cheap Fosters and everything. Kylie yeah. Minogue will play more often. Yes, um, she has its its country and western theme though. Isn't oh, it? what? <laughs> Oh dear! She must have put those American socks on, <laughs> Liam she, Fox's. She thought he's, in, that's what he's not doing. It's in bloody Nashville. Yeah, um, and then so we discover that, that uh, the Australians are going to say we won't sign a trade deal unless you have our lovely um, hormone injected beef. Ah, and why is Australian oh. hormone injected beef uh, banned at the moment? Because it makes you. Oh, I know about this. Yeah, go on. It, it, it makes, makes you fart. It, no, it, it makes. It probably does. It probably well, there is, yeah. It, no, it, it makes turns children into hairy mutants. It does. Yeah, it turns them into Australians, which is the worst, <laughs> the worst thing of all, isn't it, listeners? Um, Please can I apologise, Australian yeah, listeners? No, for I don't really. I, it doesn't mean that. I he's, don't really mean that. He, in fact, uh, you love Australians. Uh, I do love all Australians. Yeah, um, it's the EU ban it because they say it's carcinogenic. Yes. Although the Australians obviously disagree with that, um, but anyway, so he's, every triumph can be turned into a disaster instantly by Liam Fox and his magical socks. <laughs> he's the Brexiteer of the week, though, because he there's a great story in the Sun. He, Liam Fox has warned Theresa May he would walk out of the cabinet if she tried to extend the Brexit transition in his stocking feet. I imagine. Yeah. And to which I could only say, extend the Brexit transition, <laughs> extend the Brexit transition. <laughs> he is not going to resign, is he? Just like David Davis wasn't going to resign over, over the, the porn on somebody else's computer. Do they even Boris Johnson wasn't going to resign over some letter. And, you know, none of these people are going to resign. Paul, the other one, Liam Fox, you and your magical socks are Brexiteer of the week. Steve, tell the listener... What to do right Stop now? Stop saying listener. It sounds like we've only got one listener. You suppo- I've told you why. I'm not going to tell. I've told you why you refer to it as the listener, dear but listener. It's, but it's a, it's, it's an just, industry secret. Is it? It's <laughs> you and your broadcasting secret. Yeah. Did he get it off John Humphreys? <laughs> yep. Hey, what can we say about John Humphreys? 
I don't know, something uncomplimentary. There'll be plenty about John Humphreys and the BBC, by the way, in uh, the next great issue of the New European. Yes. Uh, which is available next Thursday, Thursday I believe, which is Thursday the 12th uh, of April. Please look out for it. What can they do next? So give us loads of likes. Keep pressing that like button wherever you, where, however you receive this podcast. Please like us. Give us a load of stars and give us a great review. You can also follow us uh, at the New European on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can join our New European Readers Group on Facebook. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it is at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. And I am at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We weren't on sale this week, sorry about that, but we will be back on sale next week after our little Easter break. There'll be lots and lots of Brexit, lots and lots of politics, and lots and lots of culture as well. As always, we'll be on sale on Thursday, £2.50. Check it out. Also, log on, www.theneweuropean.co.uk. Until next week, Mr Alistair Campbell, please play those bagpipes for us. Just seeing him. No, I don't refuse to say my name. What is All this? Right. Yeah, Steve Anglesey. <laughs> you <laughs> one. I know. What is this? The Stasi. You <laughs> 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 Yakovenko. <laughs> okay. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt. What's your name? It's Steve Anglesey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.